What's going on, everybody? We are back. It is Jerome and I. Uh, we are checking in, giving some live updates on uh, the Packers-Lions uh, game just concluded. Uh, the Packers did cover the 13-point spread that Vegas put on them. And uh, I'm quite excited. I like what I saw from Green Bay. But, man, I'm telling you, they have got to stop that run. Their defense is uh, horrendous, man. It's uh, When you start putting Rodgers under that kind of pressure and expecting him to score on uh, 80% of the drives, it makes it a long ball game. So I like the outcome. They're 1-1. One one. They're coming back. They're feeling good. They're getting back to their roots. Devonta Adams blew up. Aaron Jones blew up. Man, I'm telling you, he had a, a Christmas Alvin Kamara kind of like performance. He is back. I know a um, couple my buddies in this league. Uh, Ricky has him in this league. Cut my buddies at work have in their league. And, man, they are feeling good, feeling rejuvenated, and uh, back in action on their first-round pick. Jerome, what do you think? Interesting game tonight. Uh, a tale of two halves. Uh, in the first half, uh, Detroit acted like they actually wanted to come and you know play some po- football and compete. But you know, unfortunately, halftime happens, and in the second half, uh, the Packers got you know got on track, and uh, you know Aaron Jones and uh, Devontae Adams and and Aaron Rodgers just kind of had a field day in the second half. So. Uh, Game wasn't that close in the second half. Uh, the spread was easily covered. And, um, you know, you guys, uh, the, the, the Packers will have plenty enough time to try to tighten that defense up and uh, get things straightened out on that side of the ball. But uh, the, the, the Packers' offense is, is all, it's perennially, um, you know, offense Super Bowl ready. So, you know, get that defense going. And, um, you know, it's going to be hard to get, Green Bay out of the uh, playoffs, especially if it goes through uh, Lambeau this year. You know, we've got the fans back. Uh, it's not going to be like the championship game last year where there are no, no fans. And, you know, Tampa uh, came up there and didn't have to worry about, you know, a hostile environment. So uh, it makes a big difference. And, um, you know, it's nice to have the uh, fans back. But, uh, yeah, Green Bay has just as good a chance as any. It's still early in the season to get things on track. It is early. Uh, watching that game, I think uh, they said that the Packers do have, uh, like I think, like 13. They're tied for the third most uh, rookie players on their active roster. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. The Lions, I think, at first. So it was uh, – I mean, that's where you're going to get out of rookies. They're new. They, they, I mean, NFL is a completely different – different level of play than college football so um yeah i mean you got games they're gonna watch game film these guys have time to develop but i'm telling you man that defense i just i don't feel confident with it, man and if you look at um teams that have won the super bowl in the last couple of years i mean they have a top 10 defense and and like i like i stated i'll say it over and over again but when you're putting rogers under the stress of having to score i mean the minute you punt the game's over so you got to go for it you got to convert on on third downs and you gotta have a defensive presence. You gotta you gotta have interceptions. You gotta have fumbles at bare minimum. You gotta put the quarterback under pressure, and that's what they've been saying. They didn't get a lot of pressure on uh, Jared Goff today. Um, gave him too much time in the pocket, man. I'm telling you, any quarterback if they got ten seconds can make something happen. You got enough time for a wide receiver to get open. So, um, kind of along with that, Zadarius Smith is out. I think for another two weeks, so we will get him back hopefully. 
uh, soon. He will kind of create uh, more of a pressure uh, standpoint for um, the Packers. And um, ultimately, like you said, they got time. Hopefully they can get this team back on track. But um, not who I would have. I know I had a hot take uh, episode one. Not a Super Bowl caliber team. I mean, I've I've watched the first two uh, um, weeks of football, and I see a bunch of teams I'm I'm very excited about. So we'll see. We'll give the Packers a chance, but obviously um, this was kind of a uh, uh, one of those games that if you had other plans, you didn't mind missing the game. But it's football. It's still early. I'm still trying to catch every game I can. You never know what's going to be out there. Um, anyone that didn't have a stake in this, it was still uh, interesting watching this come down to the wire. I know uh, I was up um, quite the margin. I was kind of riding off my high horse, already thinking about putting that 30 bucks from Cash App into my bank account just to kind of see what the numbers would look like. But Jake did kind of uh, pull the upset off today. Um, in garbage time, he got a couple dump-offs to, to Swift to ultimately put him up by five. And man, just kind of one of those things that it's 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 so hard being involved in so many different fantasy teams. I mean, I was at a point where I was like, man, if if uh, DeAndre Swift catches the ball and fumbles, that's a lost point. Then if he loses the fumble, that's a lost point. But oh, he's got the the Packers defense, so they got a recovered fumble, so he got to add a point in there. It it gets tricky, man. It gets hairy, which is why I try to like limit my leagues of football and trying to create as much of a presence in uh, this league and, and make it as outstanding as I can and, and stand out from uh, all the other leagues. So, um, I think we're, 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 we're going, we're heading in that direction, uh, you know, with, uh, with the, with the podcast and the analysis of the teams. And, uh, uh, you know, I think we're what talking about maybe doing, uh, trying to work out some credentials for a hall of fame. Uh, you know, there, there's some things going that, you know, can differentiate this league. Uh, from the rest of them, and uh, you know, of the five leagues that I play in, uh, this is this has truly been a, a, a new experience uh, and a positive one. So we just gotta uh, uh, keep uh, working at it, and um, I think we already have that that unique thing and flavor uh, with this league. Well, what I'd say is the most complicated thing in, in being a commissioner is. Um... You know, obviously you got 12 guys in the league for, for standard league sizes, but um, what seems to be the most complicated thing is, is A, you got people that lose interest after their team goes 0-10. So he got to enact some kind of uh, high points for, for players to stay in it because um, it's just not fun, man. When you essentially have two bye weeks just because some guy's all pissed off, he lost one week, it's, it, it, it makes it no fun, you know. Even, even if your team's not in it, you got to try to give it your all just to make it as competitive as possible for those that win. So, um, Secondly, you, you got to have an open mind for any kind of changes or revisions made in your league. So as I state to you guys, I'm always down to change things if majority of uh, – the league wants a change you know we'll, we'll definitely vote on it we'll bring it to light and uh and go from there so um and along with that i mean i don't know he, um all our wives girlfriends can laugh at us all as all we want when we're you know spending all this time for a plastic trophy but i'm telling you man it just as as jerome states that the quote-unquote hardware is uh is what make the league uh, so interesting and um and to top that point off, I, I'm telling you, it, it goes and says um, vast measures when, um, you know, as I stated, a plastic trophy does mean more than the $1,300 that first place ends up taking home. So 
I'm all about ideas. I know I was kind of messing around about the green jacket, the um, the ring, but man, anything I can do to kind of make it more interesting, I'm down for. Um, what do you think, Drew? I think those uh, a championship ring. Uh, I think is fabulous. Uh, the the championship trophy is uh, is a nice little uh, you know thing to have going too. Uh, along with you know, like I say, I, I I'll bring it up again. Um, credentials for maybe uh, a, a Hall of Fame uh, at, at some point in time because that to me that's ultimate bragging rights. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's your quote. I'm, I'm taking this word from word from you. If it uh, happens the first time, it's luck. It happens the second time, it's uh, it, it's a pattern. It happens the third time, and people can't shit talk you. So, absolutely. I mean, st- stats speak for themselves. Even if you're not very good, you can always have those crazy longest streak or highest you know points in one week. So it's always fun to have those accolades and and just uh, and, and measure people's impressive outings and, and weekly events and, and stuff like that so um yeah always interesting like to keep it spicy um but uh but yeah i mean along with that we're unrolling a little bit of merch from uh from our podcast here um jake's helping me um put together a logo for t-shirts we're all going to try to use the anchor app here soon in the next week or two um just to kind of give you visuals um because uh, I mean that's just where our generation's at. I mean we got to have red zone going. We got to have two TVs of football going. We got to have YouTube going. You know, you name it. We're uh, we're putting it on for you guys and giving you as much as possible. So, um, any suggestions? I'll be open for. And um, yeah, so um, next week or so we should have T-shirts for the podcast. Um, what do you think about the whole T-shirt idea, Jerome? I like the whole uh, idea of uh, us getting some T-shirts uh, for the podcast and some merchandise out there. Um, I can't wait to see what they look like and to, uh, and to try them on. So, you know, whenever we get those things ready, you know, I'm, I'm curious about the logo and, uh, you know, the, the color scheme. So, you know, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Well, Jake also mentioned too. We'll we'll eventually roll out some sweatshirts and uh, some hats and stuff like that. I think uh, I think Jake's gonna need a, a, a two sizes bigger with how big his head's getting in this game of football. Like I said, I think those two uh, two championships, man. I, I swear that guy lives on top of Mount Everest. Oh, once is an accident, twice is a trend. <laughs> on- so we're at the trending phase. I'll give him props for that, but. Um, until he gets that third one, you know, I can still fit that, that little bit of energy in. So um, Jake did win high points. I already paid him out his 30 bucks. Um, and as I was mentioning, man, when you throw money in there, he, he's, he gets a little more active. He gets a little more uh, um, productive on that side. So um, I, I, was, I was thinking about holding the $30 hostage to get him on this podcast. Uh, but I want to hear him whining all week, so I just gave it to him. I didn't have to listen to him. Um, uh, he, he does about one favor for me a week. He's uh, he's going to send the image for the shirts tomorrow. We should order the shirts tomorrow, so depending on how long that takes, we'll, we'll get that on there and get some visuals for you guys. And, um, yeah, anyone on the podcast, I mean, you can ask. We've already had Nick, which is Goon Squad. We've had uh, uh, Saquon These Nuts, which is Dan. Um, maybe a little intoxicated, still drowning out his sorrows after week one loss. Um but um, but yeah, it's it's fun on here. We all have a blast. Um, Jerome, Zach, and I all do, and 
you know, ask Nick or Dan, man. It's, it's a blast on here. It's your guys' chance to give it back to us. I mean, uh, if not, you're just a coward there taking shit that we throw at you guys all season. So get on the show. We'd love to have you. Oh, goodness gracious. That's funny. Who, who would you love to have next on there, girl? Who do, who do you have some words to say to? I don't really have any words, negative words to say to anybody. I don't know anybody. You know, we, we got a countrywide uh, uh, league, so, you know, it's kind of tough being the newcomer, you know, trying to figure out uh, what the rivalries are and what the personalities are like. So uh, we're going to give that a little bit more time, and I'm sure something natural will develop in the form of friendships or rivalries or, you know. I, I hope so. I love rivalries. I might uh, – Jerome's a little too nice. Um, I, I try to get him fired up in this league. Who knows? I might have to resort to making up rumors. Um, <laughs> let's just get some shit talking going. Let's go. Come on. Let's get, let's get it, let's get it uh, hyped up to the next level. It's kind of tough to, to talk any kind of shit, smack, whatever you want to call it, when your team is 0-2. So, you know. That is true. That is true. Um, with that, that first victory in this league, it's trying to be elusive. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll, we'll kind of use this. I know, I know. Um, the the uh, the day you got held over at work a little bit. Nick Nick came on here. He was he was very disappointed that you did not make an appearance because he had some words for you, Jerome. He had some words. He had a knife. He stuck it in your heart. He was twisting it. He was just begging, begging that you were listening on on your shift there at work. Well, I wasn't listening, and, you know, Nick, he'll be okay. Um, all I know is uh, we, we have a way of uh, handling our business here at the uh, Charleston Storm. We have our philosophies, and, uh, you know, even though at 0-2, we're not, we don't have a whole lot of quitting us. We're going to um, still got a few tricks up our sleeves. So, um, you know, I like to talk smack after I've gotten at least a couple of victories under my belt so um that's all i'm going to say about that no smack talk for me as far as that goes that's that that's nick he's not saying the same stuff to me on the phone off the podcast man he's he's, he probably won't be happy with the stuff he's saying but uh nick's nick's a smart guy i like i enjoy his um his take on um and, and analysis you know as far as these players go and um you know, I, I can tell by the way that, that, that he speaks that, uh, you know, he's a pretty knowledgeable guy and, uh, and smart. So, you know, I can, I can uh, respect that. And, um, you know, I, I just uh, would like to be a little bit more competitive with my team. Absolutely, no. I mean, that's also, too, I'm, I'm very, uh, as Jason will say, he had a buddy that wanted to join the league. But um, I, I'm telling you, man, you got to have guys that have different viewpoints on things to make this an interesting league. Um, as Nick stated on the last podcast, if everyone listened to the same news, people would be drafting the same players. You got to you got to hear it from different sources to kind of um, develop your own play style and, and knowledge of the game. Um, but but yeah, I mean, like I said, Jerome's got that very DraftKings-esque approach to it and and man he'll, he'll tell you here on here on the show but he he puts himself in a position very similar to nick that you know he he may come up short but he has higher uh players that he sticks in there with higher ceilings and ultimately could give you what you need based on the matchup so it, it's that kind of mindset that sometimes makes the league 
that next level of competition and uh, ultimately what gives you a run for their money. So with that said, Jerome, I know you did have um, the strategy for the trade we made. Let's just share with the league kind of what was going through your thought process for this Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook kind of dealio that we saw. Well, I knew that I would get a chance to uh, pick a good football player up uh, with the draft pick, the additional draft pick that I got. And um, that ended up being Jarvis Landry. And, I, you know, I liked the pick, and I would I would make that pick again. But, I mean, I, I didn't think getting uh, Dalvin Cook as a consolation prize, since when did that become a bad thing? I mean, if, if that's going to be a bad thing, then I'll take those kind of bad things in my life because uh, getting to uh, have Dalvin Cook on my team, I'm, you know, I'm thrilled with that. You know, so long as uh, everybody stays healthy, uh, we can make that work. And uh, he's a great piece to build your team around. So that's kind of what was going through my mind. You also mentioned you were kind of worried about his injury status going into the year. Let's touch base on that just a bit. On that, on Dalvin Cook's injuries? No, Christian Chris McCaffrey, you're saying you didn't see a whole lot about his, you know, how he recovers from these ACL tears. Absolutely. Every, every player is different as far as, like, how they bounce back from injury. Um, for a prime example is uh, Saquon Barkley coming back from a knee injury, and, uh, you know, he doesn't – he just – he's not right. He's, he's not the same football player as he was before, and – even though he's running around and looks healthy and can make all the cuts, he's just not real sure of himself. So that that played, you know, a part as well And uh, why I was willing to give up the number one pick of uh, uh, McCaffrey this year because I didn't know how he was going to respond. And um, it, it was that uncertainty uh, going there. And, uh, you know, it's just something that I felt comfortable doing. So, you know, there, there, was, there was multi-facets to, to my decision to uh, move out of the number one spot and give you the opportunity to take McCaffrey. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I always like following up on trades, kind of seeing how they develop. Um, looking back, Chris McCaffrey scored 27 week one, 24 week two. Um, Delvin Cook did score 20 in, uh, in week one and 19 in week two. So, yeah, we're looking at like a, a 10 point, less than 10 point uh, differential right now. It's still early in the season. Um, if you look at the also the players that were along with that, you mentioned Jarvis Landry. He is out for two, three weeks with a knee injury. And um, Godert, he's one that's kind of thrown me for a loop. He scored, uh, I, th- I believe, 10 points week one. And, and man, he almost laid a goose egg week two for me. So that is an offense that does have uh, Godert and uh, Zach Ertz. I totally forgot about that guy. I don't know why he slipped my mind, but... I mean, uh, typically you take Bucks for an example. Any any kind of uh, uh, team that's got more than one um, tight end, it's just it's hard, man. You're going to get boomer bust weeks, and um, ultimately, man, when you drop that goose egg at one position, it puts you at quite the disadvantage. Yes, it can be tough to overcome that when uh, it's, it's a team effort. When um, not that it would have made a difference for my team this week with Jarvis Landry getting hurt. It just would have made it a little bit more interesting had he not got hurt, and you know I could have got some points uh, out of that to try to get my first uh, W. But yeah, you you ideally you want all of your players to you know do well and perform. So you know uh, we got another week coming up, and uh, I can't wait to look at the waiver wire. And uh, hey, let's get back at it. Speaking of waiver wire, I don't think we've had you on the show yet, where we kind of asked your take on uh, the Fab. Um, 
setup. What, what do you kind of think of that, Drew? The free agency budget is um, uh, it, it's a wonderful idea. I uh, I voted no when we had the uh, vote as to how we wanted to, you know, uh, handle free agency this year, and uh, I'm kind of glad that uh, you know that the vote went the other way of the way that I voted because uh, this is a very interesting way to uh, go after free agents, and uh, it, it seems to to me to be a little bit more uh, fair way to go about it, and um, you know. I had to get a feel. It's, it's tough to know uh, how much to uh, bid on a player, but um, that makes it interesting too. It adds a level of more uh, strategy uh, to the whole fantasy football uh, waiver wire, and uh, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of touch on that. Um, as far as my uh, – I love it, flat-out love it. I love the opportunity of getting whoever I want every single week and not worrying about – um, waiver priority. You know, last year it was I'm going to wait and I'm not going to pick anyone up off waiver wires until there's a ACL tear or something major that happens. So, just the fact that I know I can have a stake in in every um, waiver just makes it that much more interesting. Man, I love it. I love it. I love it. It, it promotes movement, promotes trades. You can use this FA, um, FAB currency as trade. Um, so it it makes it spicy, man. I love it. Um, and so far, like you said, it is kind of hard to gauge at this point. I'm not personally too familiar with the whole fab system but kind of what players are worth you know um the highest one we've seen was um um what's that guy in the 49ers eli eli elijah mitchell eliza mitchell that was it so he he had quite the dud performance but um he was the highest one so far i think at 23 so i've seen a couple dollars in there and i mean kind of how i've gauged it if if it's a quarter if it's a player i see promise i'll I'll do between like five and eight if it's someone i just want on my roster just to fill a week maybe a dollar or two and anyone that i think would be the new starting uh running back which i I didn't believe trey sermon or elijah mitchell was i'm sorry um i thought trey sermon would have a bigger role at this point but um, yeah, I mean, could be someone I, I've listened to podcasts where people say spend all your fab dollars on that. So very interesting to see. 23 was the highest so far. We'll see how that pans out. Well, the, the, the other interesting thing about, you know, your budget is, you know, once the money's gone, it's gone, isn't it? There's no way to accrue. It, unless you make a trade. So, again, that promotes more trades. And, uh, and keep in mind, for those people that are still confused, when you're out, it's not saying you can't pick people up off free agents. You just can't pick pick people up off waiver wires. So as everyone knows, or, or Nick can tell us, the waiver wires are processed in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> uh, when, Wednesday, is it right, Jerome? I think it's Wednesday at like 4 in the morning or something crazy. Um, but after that, all those players turn into free agents, and they are so until the Thursday night game kicks off. So even if you don't have any fab dollars, Wednesday, Thursday is your day to pick up. Or, I mean, you can continue to pick up past that as long as that player has not played their game. So Saturday, if you need to swap out a kicker, you can do so without spending any fab dollars and uh, adjust your roster to uh, what is needed. Have uh, you personally put in any currency drum for fab yet? I'll put some currency in for a uh, player uh, this week, and uh, you know we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, we, we need some help at the, um, uh, we need some help at the wide receiver position. We're hurting a little bit. So, uh, you know, I have my eye on, uh, uh, on a prospect or two and, uh, you know, I put a little bit in and uh, I'm excited to see if I, 
you know, I can bring somebody in here to, that, that can perform for us on Sundays. Jarvis Landry going down hurt. Yeah, for sure. Um, as I was saying to you, kind of setting your mindset for this draft, it is a lot easier to fill a wide receiver role than it is a running back. So at least you are set at running back. With that said, I, th- I still think you have plenty of time to turn this league around and uh, kind of point it in your favor. Well, this league has my full attention. Uh, this was uh, uh, the only league. It's the only league I haven't had a win in yet. So uh, we got to, uh, you know, get things going and rolling a little bit. Hey, so I, I told you, it, it's it's one of those leagues, it is brutal. We have a lot of masterminds, a lot of, I mean, Nick won't even tell me what podcast he listens to, geez. I know one day, one, one time we were doing the draft together, he pulled out this huge Excel spreadsheet, and I was peeking over, and man, he <laughs> threw his arms up and made sure I didn't see one lick of a digit on that spreadsheet. So, it, I'm telling you, man, it's dog-eat-dog. You are on your own. Um, Competition. Wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, actually, so uh, you know, it it always takes like a little bit of time to get acclimated to to a new league, and uh, you know, so I'm learning all the nuances, and uh, you know, as time goes on, we'll we'll build something special here. I'm I'm sure of it. Absolutely. So um, the program I w- I've been watching football on has been slaying it, man. I tell you, I think it's about a, a play behind, but uh, just that one play, I swear that player swiped up off free agency faster than I can even type his name in the search bar. So, yeah, you better have your uh, your thumbs ready. You better be uh, having the app pulled up. And uh, like I said, you better tell your wife, your girlfriend, you're, you're unavailable that day. She better figure something out. All the chores are pushed to next week. Because it's fantasy football time. I am happy fantasy football season is back. Um, there's nothing like having a long day at work and being able to come home and watch uh, Monday night football or Sunday night football. I love that. Uh, oh, ab- absolutely. It uh, it makes a week a hell of a lot more interesting. Obviously, if uh, you have a stake in the game, it makes it great. But even if you don't, man, I mean – and go out there and try new stuff. I know um, we'll eventually talk DraftKings. Um, find a bookie. Make some bets. Make some side bets with your buddy. Um, make it interesting. Give yourself a stake. Give yourself a reason to watch football because uh, the more you know about football, the better your record's going to be. And uh, especially, you know, um, next year possibly having some uh, defensive players. you got to be watching both sides of the ball now. So. I don't was was Nick part of the uh, defensive player? Uh, was he for or against the uh, IDPs? And in, in the- uh, so I, I believe his stance, and we talked about this on on the Thursday night podcast. Um, he is for, uh, I believe, uh, a defensive player. But just like me, I don't think he's too eager to jump to three players. Because um, again, I mean, once you once you find a fantasy league that everyone's kind of content with, that's happy for that that you've had for ten years you got to be very careful when you make changes and, and to do so slowly just so you can monitor and track, you know, how directly that change has affected the league. Um, in a game, and again, like I always say to you, Jerome, I am open for any change. Um, but again, just take it in small increments. So I personally would like to just start with one individual player. And, um, you know, this is something we're going to have to vote on again next year. The reason I just wanted to kind of bring it to light was that people would watch defensive tendencies and stats and follow a little bit more uh, on the other side of the ball. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we'll vote for it again. 
Uh, currently, I think most people wanted three defensive players, so that's going to be a quarterback, a uh, linebacker, and a uh, defensive lineman. So <clears throat> um, keep your eyes peeled. We'll definitely vote on it again, I think. Something tells me we're, we'll just do one next year. Um, I think people are going to – it sounds good, but once once it actually happens, they get a little bit skittish. So I think we will have one. We'll go from there and kind of see how it goes. But also another question that people um, have proposed to me, is this going to eliminate the whole defensive special teams? Um, so I don't know how people want to view that too. What would you prefer? I've, I've always had, like in the least where I played – with uh, uh, defensive players, uh, we did do one at each level, defensive lineman, linebacker, and uh, defensive back, but that had nothing to do with the, uh, with the overall defense. So, you know, it was just like basically having three more players, except those players are on the defensive side of the, uh, of the football. And, uh, gotcha, yeah. Did you uh, say that, that, that there was some variance with, like, you know the, the the points or it being like kickers or something. What 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 was that about? So, kind of. I mean, I wish Zach was on so he can explain his exact point. But it, his factor is it, it's it's such a quote unquote X factor that it, it it's eliminating skill from the game. But in, in my opinion, I mean, it, it's just like gambling. There has to be some aspect of luck. There has to be some aspect of X factor. And I mean, ask Nick. I mean, the the day we had him on the show. Um, a single kicker made the game interesting and gave him stake in, in pulling off a win, which he did uh, week one. So, um, yeah, it is unpredictable. Um, but, again, it gives you that last edge. You know, if you drop two goose eggs in your defense like mine, I had the Chicago Bears, they dropped 20 points, um, can give you that the necessary rebound to still have a stake in the game. So I personally like it. I like having X factors. I mean, you got what um, – 10 starting guys and, and two X factors. So you're looking at 20% of your rosters considered quote unquote variables. Um, I, I'm not opposed to that. You know, it, there is some, there is some skill with it. Go on. Sorry. Back on, on the, the variance of it for, for this reason, like let's say for example, you had a, a linebacker. It's just like if you had, you know, a decent running back, they're, they're going to get projected volume each and every week. Now, what they do with, the, with those carries or that volume, you know, there's all kinds of variance with that. It's no different when you have, like, your defensive, your individual defensive player uh, out there playing around. Uh, the tackles are counting for a point. Uh, uh, if, if they get a sack, that's counting for points. If they get an interception, that's counting for points. So, you know... All players are um, there. There's players that are better at their positions than others, so I mean there there is a little bit more uh, you know research with it. But I I personally and and I played many seasons with defensive players. I haven't seen the variance like that 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 like it being like a, a kicker or something. I just don't. I, I didn't understand that point quite as. Um, quite as well when it was being, uh, you know, thrown out there. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I, and I can understand what you're saying about the, the integrity of the league and not wanting to make too many changes too, too fast. But even if we do go with one next year, one defensive player, I think that people will see, you know, uh, uh, how, it, how it actually works. That is, is no different from having, 
you know, a, a decent wide receiver or, or a bum, you know, wide receiver. It's on you to, you know, figure that out, who's good and who's not. Yeah, so to touch on that, what completely blows my mind, which when I was kind of inviting you to the league that we spoke about, is is that, you know, when you start exposing yourself to many other forms of, like I said, it could be podcasts, magazines, um, news articles, but I'm telling you, it just taking so many different perspectives, it opens up your mind to, to realizing how how much there is and how much time you can spend researching these statistics. I mean, it, it's wild to me. I mean, you can talk about um, drafting players that are in certain divisions and they play, um, you know, people in their division twice. You're looking at the cornerbacks that are going against these wide receivers and Man, there's just so many variables. It's crazy. I mean, I was watching the Lions game today. They were talking about, um, so for instance, if we were to have a, a, a middle linebacker for a, uh, I mean, it could be any, any linebacker, but for instance, the um, commentators were talking that the Lions were running the ball um, heavy on the left side than their uh, left guard. So again, it's something you don't normally think about. I mean, I know that's just the way the kind of the sport has become is just scoring and offense, but but, man, I'm telling you, when you open up your mind to just so many other facets of the game and really start to, to dive deeper on these individual stats, I mean, it just it makes you feel like a mastermind. It really does when you can predict. Uh, that's why I like doing these hot takes, just to predict these wild circumstances um, that no one else sees. I mean, <clears throat> um, in, in that same vein, now, tonight when I was watching the Packers play, I watched the game on ESPN, too, and they had uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning uh, announcing the game and breaking the game down. And in listening to that, you get you get to understand what coverages teams are, uh, are, are running, uh, what the weakness of that coverage is. They explained to us why Aaron Rodgers had a tough time in the first half, and it was because of that uh, defense, that cover two defense that – uh, was being played against him, and, you know, they just weren't going to let him get the ball deep. And they kept saying that the way that you get them, you, you, you get them out of that defense is you run the ball. And that's why Green Bay was running the ball so much, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers was doing checkdowns in the first half. It's very interesting stuff. Oh, it is. I mean, it's, it's so advanced. It's crazy. I mean, I was hearing the same thing. They're running that cover, too, which, which forces you to want to run the ball. And, I mean, obviously the, the Packers aren't notoriously known for um, being a run-heavy offense. Um, but, I mean, when they're giving that to you, it forces you to, to play a different play style. I mean, it's just the situation I always think of. If it's first and goal and everyone stacks the box and makes you throw a pass, well, just making you do something you, you wouldn't normally want to do um, just throws you off your game, and that's how these teams get their edge, man. They get in your head, and this is – out of all sports, man, I think football is the most um, mental – the great mental gauntlet, man. You just you can't let someone get in your face and shit-talk you or let one play. I mean, it's so hard, man, and people get caught up in these, these – um, uh, single games, you know, the uh, Packers lose week one. They say, is this even a, a team? Yeah. All these crazy accusations. It's, it's one week. As Roger says, relax. We got 17 more games. It'll be all right. But the people are just so quick. They let someone say something to them, let that bother them all day. And I mean, that's football, man. And that's what I was saying. That's what's so unpredictable about these, Vegas lines is that it, it's one play as I was saying it could be a fumble interception that changes the whole momentum of the game 
But I, I do encourage people. Like I said, I love listening to podcasts, um, hearing people's take on stuff. It, it makes it very interesting. But um, we'll kind of wrap this up. But I do think defensive players does open another facet to the game that I would be interested in, in diving into. Um, but, but ultimately we'll see uh, what people vote on and, and kind of touch base on that next year. So, All right, buddy. So uh, we got to let the people know when we're going to be uh, back on with our next uh, podcast. Yeah, so we're trying to get on a schedule. We want to do one post waiver wire so i'm sorry i said wednesday they're probably i think it's tuesday at like two in the morning isn't it that they're processed so tonight they're gonna be processed early morning i think so would that be wednesday morning though yeah it's wednesday morning you were correct okay okay i got you all right so you still have a day to look over your roster um and then yeah wednesday morning it just always throws me off it seems so close to thursday but wednesday morning they are processed so we would like to get on tuesday and kind of talk about major injuries recap on the week um, tell um, whoever's the worst team that they're the worst team and get in their head a little bit. Um, but, yeah, we'd like to do a Tuesday, Thursday. Um, Thursday kind of starting the whole forecast for who we think is going to win each matchup, kind of uh, breakout players to look for and um, break down any last-minute um, stats to take a look at. So. Trying to do twice a week, that is fluctuating. It also depends on um, trying to work with uh, special guests' schedules. So it's going to vary, but we're going to try to get on a routine schedule here every Tuesday, Thursday. All righty. Uh, last point I kind of want to talk about, this whole uh, Hall of Fame dealio. Um, we have Jake that won twice in our league. We're kind of... Fiddling with numbers and stats that would make it a little more individual, uh, um, stand out individually as um, as your team. Again, something to work for. If your team's 0-10, guess what? You could set a stat that no one else has set. So kind of give someone a little stake in the prize, even, you know, teams on the lower end of the totem pole, maybe Karen's crew or something, you know, give them something to, to have their team cheer on for. So, um what do you think, ultimately, Jerome, that you would like to see in the Hall of Fame? What do you think qualifies uh, the green jacket, the, uh, the, the statue, the notorious plaque on the wall? What, what do you think it needs to be there for a, a Hall of Famer? I think that the bar should be set relatively high, but, you know, something that's actually achievable. Um, automatic enrollment would or enshrinement would be uh, would include. I, I think that if you can win three championships, then you know that that's a Hall of Famer to me. That, that's a lot of championships. It's hard enough to win one, <laughs> but to do it multiple times is, uh, is is impressive. And and you know if you get three, that that's Hall of Fame type stuff uh, to me. Um, win percentage can be. You know, if somebody can't get automatically, you know, in with like three championships, then, you know, maybe some combination of uh, uh, win percentage or, you know, uh, playoff win percentage, you know, just just rewarding excellence like in the real um, Hall of Fame. You know, I, I think it should be, you know, exclusive enough that when you get in there, you know, it, 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 it's something. Absolutely. Um, I'll kind of get my take. I think um, I think. The, the league's been around for about nine years, so I think that one player has to uh, um, be qualified as, as a Hall of Famer. So 
I would give that Hall of Famer to Jake. I think two championships would be necessary for um, Hall of Fame nomination. Um, also, um, it's kind of hard. We, we briefly mentioned this. Um, I, when I was building the web, Jake and I building the website, um, we incorporated the record for all of Fantasy League. So that, that record could have been incorporating a, a team that you may not have spent a whole lot of time in or say a buddy created it and everyone kind of quit. But guess what? You ended up losing those because you didn't change your roster. So I wonder if there is a way that we can kind of dive a little bit deeper to see specifically um, how many wins were um, wins and losses were collected just in the Road Brothers League. That's something to look into. But if not, I think, uh, I think two championships would be required. And I think um, you have to have a win percentage of, I don't know, 600 in playoffs. Because uh, ultimately it comes down to the wire, so you got to be uh, be able to close out and uh, win championships. Absolutely, um, you know it shouldn't be a cakewalk for anybody to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, otherwise everybody would be in it. You know, what's the point? So you know, yeah, we need to set set that bar a little bit high, and uh, that that is a pretty high uh, bar. Multiple championships, uh, six hundred winning percent. Percentage in the uh, playoffs—that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's good stuff right there. It's tough. I mean, um, I look at Nick. He's he's a guy that's consistently been in playoffs. But man, I'm telling you, you make it to the championship game, you win all the regular season games to make it to, to um, playoffs. You make it to playoffs. You make it to the Super Bowl. And man, I'm telling you, it just takes one player to just screw that entire roster up for the year and. Uh, that's one thing about uh, football. I mean, most other sports, baseball, basketball, I mean, you have a, a series of best of seven. But football, man, you got 60 minutes of game time. If, if you don't come to play, it's sorry. Good luck next year. Absolutely. I mean, football is such a gladiator sport. I mean, injury comes into play, too. I mean, in, anybody, on anybody's team, you know, you're susceptible to that. So it, it's, it's difficult. And that's where luck comes in a little bit. Or, or that variance, it's it's difficult to win uh, a, a championship multiple times in the league because there's there's certain things that's going to happen to you that you have to fight through that you have no control over. Yeah, absolutely, it should be tough, um, but um, the hardware, as you said, is is what makes it. Um, we were talking about a little bit of uh, um, ring action, you know, probably not something you'd wear out with your buddies, but you know. You put it on display in your house or something, something you tuck away in the closet. Um, but maybe a little uh, little showtimey uh, ring that you can include in the picture holding up the trophy, maybe a little green jacket action. I'm down for whatever. Uh, maybe we uh, make one piece of merch uh, included in that, whether that's a hat, uh, sweatshirt, or something that includes a logo on there. Something fun to do. So always open to suggestions, um, but Hall of Fame definitely is something that needs to be incorporated. For anyone that hasn't kind of navigated through that uh, website that we have created that Jake was nice enough to fix up for me, being the IT guy, it does have the uh, winners going back to 2013, so you can always look at that. Um, Take a little pride, respect those that have made the long, grueling run to the championship throne. And, um, yeah, hopefully you could be the next one on there. We'll, uh, We'll see these upcoming weeks. All right, so we're going we to wrap this thing up for now. and um, Yeah, that'll, that'll wrap this one up. Um, like I said, we're coming to you live Monday. We're going to try to get Zach. Um, Zach is out with COVID, so um, 
he claims to be unaffected by it, but um, I did receive a, a message from his girlfriend. He did have one beer. Um, he was uh, pretty tired following that, so I don't know if you uh, can attribute that to being a lightweight or, uh, you know, maybe maybe the uh, COVID fatigue got to him, man. I'm telling you, this new Delta variant, it's, uh, it's pretty wicked stuff. So we'll see. We'll try to give it to you live Tuesday. If not, we'll probably be looking at a Wednesday. Um, but, um, but yeah, lots to come up, lots to be excited for guys. We are, as I mentioned, getting a video of us on here we're going to get t-shirts. We're going to get the merch. We're going to have more special guests. Um, and Jake's getting expensive these days. I don't know. I may have to charge him 50 bucks just for 10 minutes. He already sent me a text that I, I will have to speak to his supervisor on, on coordinating the time for celebrity and, and negotiate rates. So. Tony, man, that guy's that that guy's head's getting a little too big. I don't even know if they're gonna have a size sold for uh, or the size of his head. But no, we love doing it, guys. We'll be back to you Wednesday. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, shout out. We'd love to have special guests on here. So see you guys.